Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Wednesday, hump day, May the 4th, 2022. Star Wars Day for many people. May the 4th be with you, as they say. But you heard nothing about that this year. In fact, you heard nothing about anything other than the leaked memo, the leaked opinion of Justice Samuel Alito and the abortion piece. So what else is this leak intended to shield you from, to hide from you? What else is going on in the world right now that they, and by they I mean the liberal, progressive, woke, Democrat, supported mainstream media and the Democrats themselves, what is it that they are trying to hide from us? What are they trying to trick us, make us look the other way, make us look towards the abortion debate so that we're not focusing on other things? The answer is quite simple. They are now using this so-called crisis of abortion to divert your attention away from the disaster at our southern border. Thank you, Joe Biden. Millions, not hundreds of thousands, not tens of thousands, not thousands, not hundreds. Literally, millions of illegal, invading, criminal, law-breaking trespassers are headed towards the southern border right now. Joe Biden and the Democrats are welcoming these new arrivals who are uneducated, unskilled, disease-carrying criminals who are choosing, knowing it is illegal to cross another country's border. They know this. They know they will be breaking a law by breaking into our country, but they're going to do it anyway. And the Democrats are welcoming these illegal, trespassing, criminal, law-breaking invaders with open arms and free cell phones which they used to contact someone back in Mexico to say, Hey, Julio, I make it to the U.S. They give me this phone, but they're going to track me. So I'm going to throw away this phone. So they're throwing away these $1,000 phones. ICE officials, Border Patrol officials, Customs and Border Protection officials, local and state law enforcement are finding these phones in trash cans, dumpsters, and simply smashed and left on the streets of border towns along the Texas-Mexico border. That, I believe, is the main reason why the leak of the Samuel Alito majority opinion of the United States Supreme Court, this draft of that opinion, has been leaked to the press, leaked to the public. Already, as I predicted, the riots, the protests have begun. In New Orleans, Louisiana, in front of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals yesterday, protesters from both sides of the abortion debate lined up with their signs. Some of the shouting be turned to shoving. Thank goodness, in a city like New Orleans, none of it turned to shooting. But here's the deal, my friends. Just as I predicted before, in preparation for the violent riots that are likely to occur at the Supreme Court building right now, since this leak, this illegal leak of information was performed by obviously some left-leaning individual, They've erected large fencing, and now they have security forces around the United States Supreme Court building. They're not trying to protect the justices from pro-life people, people who value a human life. They are throwing up the fences around the Supreme Court building because if and when this court decision, which was leaked with gross impropriety, shows that the justices intend 
to do away with Roe v. Wade, the left will act violently. It's their nature. It's their M.O. Remember the so-called peaceful protests at the Chaz and the Chop about two years ago over there in Seattle and in Portland? The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone? Remember that? The Capitol Hill Occupied Protest? That was not Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. No, that was in Washington State. They were called peaceful protests, although people were hurt. Businesses were burned. Police stations were torched. Police cars were destroyed. Public property and private property was destroyed by a bunch of liberal, progressive, woke morons. The security personnel wouldn't have bothered putting up a fence this week if the court decision leaked with gross impropriety had shown the justices intended to uphold the fiction of a constitutional right to abortion. Imagine a country that gives anyone the right to commit murder against a defenseless, unarmed person just because they don't like that person. They don't even know that person yet. Murder is what abortion is. Pure, unadulterated baby murder. The idea that people who attend a March for Life would start smashing things is ludicrous on its face. But today we live in a culture that accepts and excuses liberals, progressives, Democrats when they choose to riot. The media, in full support of the left cause, will call those riots peaceful protests when they are anything but. Their tumult is seen as an almost normal step in the political process. The expectation is there will be violent, angry protests. That is the expectation, because that's what happens each and every time. As I mentioned a few moments ago, you may recall, two years ago, the Democrats openly supported people who ripped 50 city centers apart over the murder of the criminal, thug, animal, drug abuser George Floyd, who died of a drug overdose and a heart condition. And there just happened to be a cop who had his knee on the man's back. The man, George Floyd, claimed he couldn't breathe for nine minutes. He couldn't breathe because he had congestive heart failure, not because George Floyd had some cop's knee on his neck. But anyway, left-wing mayors abandoned the interests of the cities that they were elected to lead and stood in lockstep with those violent protesters and basically said cops are bad, Protesters who destroy police stations and police cars are good. And that's why we are where we are today. The left's elected federal officials, whom you'd suppose would prefer the ballot box to the baseball bat, came out publicly on the side of all of that mayhem. And the so-called fact-checkers at media organizations say that it is wrong to claim that Camel Toe Harris, who was then a senator and is now the vice resident, supported violence. But that is wrong. If Harris was siding only with a protest movement, why didn't she make the distinction plain? And why did she tell everyone to beware of those in the streets? Because she approved of them. She approved of their violent acts. She approved of their property damage. And she did not dare want to upset or criticize the Democratic base. The left's history of street violence is in keeping with its inclination towards constitutional vandalism. This is, more explicitly, the demand that the rules be changed if the Democrats don't win under the current rules in place. In other words, 
we don't like your law, so instead of working within Congress to change your law, we're going to intimidate you, bully you, riot against you, protest violently in the hopes that you will change your mind. Here's a case in point. Shortly after this draft broke into the open, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont called for the Senate filibuster to be replaced immediately with bare majority rule. And then towelhead Ilhan Omar demanded that the court be packed with extra left liberals to enrich and entrench Roe v. Wade forever. The message is clear. Whatever gets in the way of Democrats winning must be swept aside even if it's the Constitution or even public opinion expressed by a chamber of Congress. Gropey Joe Biden responded to this draft, partly because his usual word salad and his staff must have performed a collective facepalm when he referred to a woman's right to, quote, abort a child, unquote. That's right. Gropey Joe Biden, supposedly a good, devout Christian Catholic, said a woman should have the right to abort a child. That's what abortion is. Murdering a child who just has not escaped the uterus yet. The Democrats will violently protest to keep you from building a new highway because it might upset the birth patterns of a migratory spotted owl. But they don't give a rat's narrow, tight, furry little ass about a living being inside a woman's womb, a human child. Why is it that they so much wish to murder unborn children? Why is it that they will abandon their years-long attempt to make everyone think there are 57 genders or no genders at all to now suddenly want to champion what they're calling a woman's right to murder her baby? Gropey Joe Biden also responded by saying the huge moral question of whether abortion should be legal was one that the public must now decide. The public decided it. Remember, our Constitution gives us three branches of government, Gropey Joe. We have the Senate, who writes laws. The Senate has never written a law guaranteeing a woman the right to murder her child. They never, ever take the father's, you know, the 50% contributor. They never take the father's thoughts or feelings into consideration, ever. The second branch of government is the executive branch, and that is the presidential branch, and they enforce the laws that are passed by Congress. The Supreme Court's job is, when challenged to do so, to evaluate laws that are passed by Congress, signed by the president, to be enforced by the president, to determine whether those laws are constitutional or not. Do those laws meet the stringent requirements of our nation's documents of founding, the founding documents, the Constitution, the law of the land. Mr. Biden doesn't understand. The public decided a long, long time ago through the process of electing representatives and presidents who have the luxury of choosing the Supreme Court justices that serve for far longer periods than the presidents. And that was designed by our Constitution because of its sheer wisdom. Pivoting instantly to the possibility that this huge issue might dynamite the Democrats out of their current funk, Gropey Joe Biden all but admitted that this leak was intentional, was orchestrated, designed and engineered and timed perfectly so that we will have five months 
of non-stop Democrat-based support in the form of protests, riots, marches to get the base fired up. Joe Biden said the Alito draft should prompt midterm voters to elect senators and representatives who support a woman's right to abort a child. Chuckles the Clown Schumer said the same thing. The Senate should move to codify abortion rights legislatively. That's what they should have been doing all along. Biden said it shouldn't be up to judges. That's exactly what Alito said. And that's what opponents of Roe v. Wade have been saying all along. It should not be up to the United States Supreme Court. So when you really stop and think about it, Joe Biden, the Democrat president of the United States, who obviously is not a good Christian or a good Catholic, is supporting, as he said, a woman's right to abort a child. And the Supreme Court opinion is, this shouldn't be our decision. This should go back to the states and let the states decide. Or the United States Congress, both the House and Senate, could get together and draft legislation tomorrow at the federal level that says we, the Congress of the United States of America, are sending President Biden a bill to sign. And that bill, forever etched in stone, for better or for worse, will give a woman the right to murder her unborn child in the womb. But you see, it's more complicated than that, my friends. The Democrats don't really want their name, their legacy, their history to be penned in law. And that's why they have not, since 1973 or even before, they've not signed any legislation into effect guaranteeing a woman's right to murder her unborn child. They don't want their name attached to the baby murder issue. They want the Supreme Court to simply say, it's Roe v. Wade, so you can keep murdering babies, but we don't have to get our hands bloody or dirty. We don't have to put our names to it. The Democrats want the easy out, as they always do. My challenge to the Democrats, to Chuckles the Clown Schumer, to Naughty Nasty Nazi Nancy Pelosi, to AOC, to Rashida Tlaib, to Ilhan Omar, to Elizabeth Warren, to Sheila Jackson Lee, and all of the other Democrats out there who are saying a woman should have the right to murder her own child in the womb, write the law. Send the law through the congressional process. Those who represent their home states and home districts, you know, the House of Representatives, and the Senate who represents the national interest on behalf of their states, if it's such an issue that supposedly 70% of the nation thinks we should allow women to murder their babies in the womb, send the bill. Send the bill to the president's desk. Let the Democrat president sign into law a woman's right to abort her child, as President Biden so eloquently put it. The Senate and the House refuse to write such a law because they don't want their names attached to baby murder. It's that simple. They want someone else to do it for them. If you're a representative in Congress and you so firmly believe that a, a woman has a right to have a coat hanger shoved in her uterus and a vacuum cleaner and have an unborn living child sucked out of your womb, then put it into law. Put it into law. 
Do it now. If you really believe in your heart that A, it's the right thing to do to murder a child, and B, that it's a woman's right because after all it's her body, and to hell with the unborn kid's body, hell with that little child's body, my body's more important. I'm the one who's walking around. If you really think that 70% of Americans' population firmly believes that a woman should have the right to murder a child in the womb, put it into law. Enact the bill. Send the bill to the other chamber of Congress. Have the other members of Congress sign their name to your bill. Send the bill to Gropey Joe Biden's desk. Have Gropey Joe Biden, a supposed Catholic Christian, have him sign the bill. In blood, of course. Because the ink used to sign any bill guaranteeing a woman's right to murder her child, no matter what brand of ink that is, it is truly blood. The blood on the hands of each and every senator, every representative in the United States House of Representatives, and eventually, gropey Joe Biden, the Democrat president of the United States. The blood will literally be on your hands. But you see, the Democrats don't want that burden. They do not want that responsibility. They do not want that legacy attached to their name. Because deep down inside, the Democrats know this is nothing more than a political issue that riles up a base of voters. If you ask them off the record, just a couple of friends sitting in a boat fishing, do you really think it's okay to shove a vacuum cleaner head into a woman's uterus after sticking a needle in there and effectively shutting off the heart, the brain, and then suck all of the baby's organs and tissues and bones, and skull and little fingers and toes, heart and lungs and liver and spleen out? Or perhaps these individuals are heavily invested in groups like Planned Parenthood who carefully bring that baby out of the womb of the mother, leaving only a couple of toes sticking inside so they can technically say the baby wasn't born yet. And even if that baby hurries up and utters a breath or a sound, they kill it instantly. It's called a partial birth abortion, and it's legal in many states. The landmark Supreme Court decision of Roe v. Wade affirms the right to pretty much bring a child out of the womb. There's his little face. There's his little nose, his little mouth, his little eyes, his ears, those fingers and toes, those cute little legs and arms and feet and hands. Shove a chemical into the child, murdering it, and then carefully harvesting the lung, the liver, the spleen, the kidneys, the heart, the brain, the eyes, all the vital parts that these abortion clinics can use and these planned organizations can use to sell those body parts to the highest bidder. And, of course, sell the collagen to the shampoo manufacturers, the skin care companies. And now sell the stem cells to bio-research firms. That's okay. Let the Supreme Court uphold Roe v. Wade. That's what they're hoping for. Then they'll all go away. They'll just simply go away, the Democrats. But now that it looks like Alito's opinion will be the opinion read by the majority of the Supreme Court saying, hey, hello, 
Roe versus Wade was wrong from the word go. This is not a federal decision. Each state should have the right to limit abortion in its own state boundaries. The Democrats are going crazy. The Democrats are saying, no, don't do it. Now, if abortion has to be made legal, it's going to have to be done by our hands, by our writing of laws at the federal level. And then even after we write those laws, what if at that point in time, the conservative leaning Supreme Court decides "Uh -uh, that ain't legal and constitutional either? Constitutional is the key word here, folks. The right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let's examine those. The right to life? Nope. Out the window. Because the quality of life of the mother who spread her legs and got pregnant, whether intentionally or unintentionally, is much more important than the life of an innocent infant that we haven't met yet. Liberty? Yeah, maybe so. By giving a woman the right to simply control Z, her pregnancy, for those of you not familiar with the term, it's basically the undo buttons on your keyboard, to delete that child, Control-Alt-Delete that child, that gives that mother who spread her legs, either intentionally or unintentionally, liberty, freedom to go about with her life and not have to worry about raising a burdensome child. Just murder the baby and you can go on with your life. Have a good time. Party. Pursuit of happiness. We're sorry, unborn child. Let's call her Molly. We're sorry, Molly. You're not allowed to life or liberty or the pursuit of happiness because your mom wanted to be happy. She didn't want postpartum depression. She didn't want to have to feed you at 2 in the morning or change your diaper. She didn't want to have to take you to the doctor. She didn't want to have to take you to your kindergarten play, your dance recital, your first softball game. Your mom wanted to go out and party and spread her legs again next week for some other guy, intentionally or unintentionally. I'm not even trying to make an excuse for those women who were the victims of rape or incest. If I start splitting that hair, if I start going down that fine line and excusing one form of abortion, then I have to excuse them all. It is an issue that will likely turn several of my Truth Hurts program listeners off. And they may never listen to me again. To you, I apologize, but I retract nothing. Because I'm giving you my opinion, and that's what this program is all about. Protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you're offended, but I retract nothing because there's nothing to retract. I've said nothing wrong. If you feel in your heart that it is okay to murder an unborn child, nothing that I say to you on this program will ever change your mind. You will forever feel that it is a woman's right to choose to murder her child. It is a woman's right, choice, a decision, a choice is made. And if you choose to no longer listen to this program or you choose to try and argue with me, you're not going to change my mind any more than I am going to change your mind. It would be best for you if you just turned off the program. Turn on your television and watch CNN or MSNBC or ABC or CBS or NBC. Find some outlet that agrees with your opinion. But before you do so, make sure to ask yourself, is it truly in your heart okay to excuse murder of an unborn child in the name of so-called freedom of choice? 
of women's rights? Ask yourself, what are the rights of the unborn child? And why is a spotted owl egg considered sacred, but a human life not considered sacred? A friend of mine said, it's very ironic that the Democrats are so supportive of abortion. Remember, it's the Democrats who want to bring in millions of illegal, trespassing criminal aliens at the southern border in the hopes that they will vote Democrat. Wouldn't it be easier? An 18-year-old process, of course. But wouldn't it be easier to just let all of the poor, unfortunate, underserved Democrat minorities get pregnant, have kids, let the state, the government, continue to raise those kids and raise them as Democrats? Or is 18 years too long for you to wait for those Democrat voters to grow up? And so you'd rather just kill them now in case one day they might decide to vote Republican. You have to think really long and hard and deep to determine what your heart thinks is right or wrong. It's funny, though, how the pro-abortion people are so angry about this. They want babies murdered. They need babies murdered. And they need to fire up so-called pro-choice Democrats so they will go to the polls and vote Joe Biden back into office. They will return communists, socialists, progressive, liberal, woke Democrats to office. And that is truly, truly the ends that they're trying to justify with the means of what will now be five solid months of protests, violent skirmishes at the Supreme Court and at federal court buildings around the nation up until the midterms. And then poof, the whole subject will magically disappear if the Democrats retain power. When storekeepers boarded up their properties in the run-up to Election Day, they were doing so because they expected left-wing progressive liberals to riot if Donald Trump won re-election. There was no fear that right-wingers would turn nasty if Joe Biden was victorious because right-wing people generally aren't violent in their protests. Now, yes, there are a few whack jobs out there. It does happen. But the difference, the stark contrast between the violent protests in over 50 cities after the criminal thug animal George Floyd died compared to a few people a very few people who were escorted into the U.S. Capitol by Capitol Police. Many were directed which hallway to go down. A couple of file cabinets got overturned. The only murder, the only act of true violence, January 6th Capitol so-called riots, was when a cowardly black cop, a lieutenant, opened fire upon an unarmed white female, Ashley Babbitt, and murdered her in cold blood In the Capitol building, Democrats are quick to call the January 6th riots insurrection and say that they were violent and that multiple people died. But the facts, the unfiltered, unedited facts are only one person died that day because of the actions of a cowardly Capitol cop. No one was killed by a single Trump supporter. Not one. The assumption that violence will occur in these protests is made because violence is no longer a surprise on the left. Rather, it's a tendency that is frequently indulged by the Democrats. 
Righteous left-wing riots flared up almost every day during the summer of 2020. You also probably remember the mob pounding the Supreme Court's doors in violence after Brett Kavanaugh's nomination was confirmed back in 2018. We live in a culture that accepts and condones and even excuses those progressives when they riot. It's a normal step in left-wing politics. Their eruption of anger and direct action basks in a glow of approval or is often seen as a just and passionate expression of indignation against what they think is injustice. The left's elected officials, whom you would hope would prefer the ballot box instead of a baseball bat, have actually come out on the side of violence, of riots, of not peaceful protests. Expect that. And expect it now until the decision is rendered by the Supreme Court or until Election Day for the midterms, whichever comes first. But don't expect Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi to ever move forward any legitimate legislation that says, hey, lady, you have the right to murder your unborn child. Don't expect it because it won't happen. That is all I have to say on this subject for now. Go out there and make it a wonderful Wednesday. We'll see you next time on the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing.